Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. We are so excited to be here today because (laughs) we have great words for you because we're going to talk about words. Uh, We're going to talk about the power of our words as parents and this is a little bit a little bit of a lofty topic. Well, and we just have wrestled with it. We just talked through it and talked through it and we we want to articulate and bless you with what we have to say, but it is an idea and a concept that's what we would call next level. Yeah. And so, but I do believe that if you just listen to it and if you grasp hold and we've prayed before the podcast that the that the Lord will go before us and open up your minds and your hearts and that what we say will resonate with you and it'll have an impact on your family that our words today will <laughs> will impact the way you use your words yeah. with your kids because you know I, I don't know if you you remember the saying sticks and stones don't uh, you know may uh, will break my, my bones, bones but, but words will never hurt me did yeah. you ever say that when you were a little kid on the yeah. playground when you came up against a bully I mean I remember saying that I remember wrestling with that thinking well, no one's ever thrown sticks and stones at me before, but they've said mean words to oh, me. Oh, and those words hurt. And those words hurt, yes. Or if you've ever had, you know, if you ever watch when you say something to a little little boy or girl and you just say, you're amazing, or wow, I can't yeah. believe how you did that, and you just watch them swell up. Yes. And you literally physically see a difference. This is what some of the things we're talking about, that the power of our words, that literally... Parents, what we want to impart to you today is a very simple concept right. that is far-reaching in your parenting mm-hmm. lives, that your words are a superpower, Yeah, that, that they're like, I think of them almost like a weapon, that, you know, if you think about it, if I have this superpower weapon, That's then good. I can fight the enemy and I can protect my family with it. Mm-hmm. But if I turn and, and turn that weapon internally... I can also do a lot of damage or, but, you know, just thinking about it as a, it's this powerful tool that we can use to to literally shape our family. Well, yeah. And so how, what it does is it changes attitudes and behaviors and beliefs. It changes perspectives and ideas that our words can change the lies that somebody's telling themselves and they're believing or the choices that they're making, or if they have a plan or a direction or, I mean, your child's running into the street and we say, stop, don't run into the street. Our words changed their behavior. It stopped them. Or, and, and, you know, on the negative side, it can literally instill doubt. It can Mm -hmm. instill lack of confidence. You can instill, I mean, think about that. I mean, that was, that was one of the big things when, especially when I was a young parent and I had four daughters and I realized the, you know, and, and with the best intentions, I was trying to help them. But in reality, my 
negative words, my correcting words, a lot of the things I was doing with great intentions. Right. Now, sometimes I lost my self-control and, you know, and, right, and, and right. all of us as parents lose it and we have to go back and ask forgiveness and we, we know those things. But, but that, and that's not what we're, what we're really talking about. Those are powerful and those are words. But what we're really talking about is just the everyday words. It's yeah. the interaction that you have with your children all the time. What are we saying? What are we, when we understand, this is our main point. We want you to think about this. When we understand the power of our words, we will choose what we say out loud more carefully. Yeah. So often we see that parents, they don't get it. And and, and we we didn't didn't either. I I mean, mean, and so, and and what we try to help teach parents is, is that you don't really know helping you under what she said in that is when we understand the power of our words, um, you know, cause the scripture's full of thoughts about what, you know, it's Proverbs eighteen twenty one says death and life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat its fruits. Yeah. Um, you know, Matthew 12 says 36 and 37 says, I tell you on the day of judgment, People will give account for every careless word they speak. Okay, more conviction. Well, yeah, I mean, and just to think about that, parents, as we do interact with our little people and we think that we need to use that harsh tone or those rude words to motivate them to do what we want them to do, reality is you're going to stand before the Lord someday and have to tell him why you called your child a brat. (laughs) I mean, and I believe me, I did. I called my children's brat. So I am, you know, Lord, please forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. That was not good. You know, little kid, please forgive me. So, yeah, I mean, it. Our words are held at a very high esteem to the Lord, even. Okay. Yeah, so Ephesians 4.29, I love this verse. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We want our words, think about that, parents. We want our words to give grace. Mm-hmm. We want our words to, and, and we're, a lot of parents think, oh, I can't, you're telling me I can't correct my child, and, and then... We also hear a lot of parents talk about, well, you know, we can't say anything to our kids anymore. It's the trophy generation. Everybody gets a trophy. You know, we've always got to tell them good things. Listen, you know, we are not taking the power in in any way away from you as parents. In fact, we are actually calling our kids to as high or high a standard as anyone will. It's just a different way to do it. And it's a different, our words are so powerful in inspiring the best in our kids if we use them right. Well, yeah, and I just think that it's actually next level. We're not taking anything away from you. We're actually empowering you with the understanding that words are superpowers and that you can literally change the course of your children by just what you say to them. I think it's so powerful. I mean, like the, I go back to words are powerful. The Bible started with God created the world with his words, let there be light. I mean, he, with his word. And so he set the tone at the very beginning of time with our words are powerful. And so we just want you parents to pay attention to that and understand that. And so to talk about it, I guess on the negative side a little bit, we are going to have a few podcasts that talk about it on the positive side, but the negative side, how do we hurt our kids with our words? You know, what are some of the things that we're doing as parents that we might not even be aware of? Yeah. So, um, you know, comparisons, you know, those can be huge. You know, I wish you were more like, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's even subtle. I, I remember, Suzanne, you were telling me, we were, we were talking about the podcast about how your father 
talked about the little girl with curls. Right. And you and, and tell him that story because I think that's that's a great illustration of just of comparison. The, and he didn't even mean to. He didn't. It wasn't something my father set out to hurt me or to make me feel bad about myself. But I have straight hair. I mean, it's just straight. And it had, from the moment I was born until this day today, it's just straight. But he had said something about, "Isn't that little girl's little curls just so cute?" And as my little girl heart heard. Oh, daddy likes curls more than he likes straight hair. And so daddy likes her more than he likes me. And I'm never going to live up. And I even remember having my mom curl my hair with sponge rollers for several days or weeks just to, so that I could, in my little girl mind, get in my dad's good graces. Yeah. Dad never once never once thought about that as being something that was some that that was that would bother me but it was a comparison and when you when we compare our children what happens is we set them up against a standard we might not even realize it we might be even just acknowledging something or drawing something out or seeing a quality that we like in someone and we bring that to them but as soon as we put them in the equation then they become less than and so realize parents that your kids are always thinking what you're saying is a judgment of them because they're filtering it through their own insecurities and their own stuff. What's their own identity? Because they get their identity from you. And so everything you say to them becomes an identity statement, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, comparison. Yes. And so really, um, as we go through this podcast, we'll talk about some of the negative things here, but realize that what we're talking about is how we talk to them along the way that all day long we're interacting with our kids. And one of the questions that you, you know, you may want to ask is, is that how is my child experiencing what I'm saying to him or her? How is this going to shape what is going to, you know, what impact do I want to have with, with what I'm saying? Yeah, because here's the deal. We have to be careful with what we're saying to our kids because they might agree with us. And so if we're saying, oh, you're dumb or you're clumsy, you're naughty, you're sloppy, I'm disappointed, this is, you know, you're, this is frustrating, you're a brat, then they might go, they might literally attach that to themselves. Well, I'm dumb. Well, I'm clumsy. I remember my dad, my sister was left-handed, and I remember my dad thinking that, and he was right-handed, and thank God I was right-handed because he thought left-handed was less. I mean, and so my sister grew up thinking left, and my mom was left-handed, you know, and so it just worked out. But it's like, as kids, we attach what you're saying to us, whether it's negative or positive, they, it's it's part of who we become. Well, and and I have you know I have a story about that too because I'm I am left-handed. I guess I am less <laughs> <laughs> according to Bob, yeah, but yeah. not according yeah. to the world. Well, but, You're more so, creative. But, but what happened was is that, and, and I think this has a great little illustration because what uh, what happened was is I was naturally left-handed, but I was taught to do a lot of things right-handed because that's the way the world went. And instead that's of... My, my, so, that was my dad's reasoning. The world is a right-handed world. And so I'm going to see if I can get this point out to you because it's... it's um, but what happens is, is that um, we, when we look at our children, sometimes we are saying things to them that we think they need to be shaped in a certain way, but in reality, God has made them different. Mm -hmm. And so what do we, when we look, so this is part of along the way, part of understanding the power of your words, asking God, what is, what does God want from my child? And what is best for them? Not what is, not, not, 
acting out of my own fears, not acting out of what other people think, but who is my child and and what is best for them? So, you know, if my child's left-handed, then let's make him into the best left-handed, you know, could he be a left-handed baseball pitcher? You know, what about, you know, well, there's, there's so called left paws or something. South, like, south, south paws. <laughs> yes, not, not left. North paw. Yeah, yeah, West paw kid. Yeah, yeah, my wife is the baseball expert, I guess. The um, That's funny, a left paw. Uh, so, um, so what is it? I mean, this that's just a really silly example. But what is it that we're doing to bring out the best along the way? So think about this, parents. Along the way, what are you saying to your child to bring out the best in them? So, for example, that's why we caution parents on what we call excessive correction. Yeah. You know, we've got to tell our kid, okay, you don't eat that, you know, use a fork this way or clean your room or whatever. But when... You know, you never clean up your room. Right. You know, you, you know, why do I have to tell you this? So, you know, you're, you, I can't believe that you're not making these grades. Why do you always not turn in your, you know, you're speaking identity into them when you do that. And so we, we tell parents all the time, be not, not correct. Be careful with your correction because what you're saying is going to speak life into your kid. Yeah, I think that for some reason, as parents default so much on that criticism and that negative language, believing that that's what is needed to make our children responsible. And I just want to... um I just want to break down that thought process in you and just to encourage you that that's not at all how it has to happen. You can actually encourage and redirect and inspire your children to be responsible and they will choose to be. It actually is a, it's almost a shortcut to the behavior that you want because you don't have to tear them down to get there. You're actually building them up to get there. So then they want to be there. Yeah. And I think that uh, again, we're talking about, so let's go back and we, we realize this is a lofty concept. That's why we kind of keep coming right. back to it. But and we don't want to talk about the negative, all yeah, just the negative. We want to infuse w- the positive. We want to be careful in how we speak to our kids because, but it's also just along the way that we realize throughout the day, because I mean, so many times as parents, we feel like every situation we have with them is some kind of correction situation. What about if we just be with them? You know, what if you're just with your kids and you don't focus on enjoying them as a person and not so much as somebody you're in charge of? Yeah, so maybe when they get in the car after school, it's not a let's figure out what all I need to correct in you because, you know, before we get home, it's (laughs) let's just enjoy them. Hey. Wow, let me tell you about my day. I want to tell I want to hear about your day, you know, and those type things that were just along the way we're being their friend. We are being we're we're building a relationship with them. And so often that, you know, let's come home and and let's just talk about life or let's play a game or let's do something that is not involved with, you know, how they need to get better in life. Right. And I just think that one of the overall ways to talk to your kids um, when you pay attention to your words is to just use your kindness and respect and honor and and value them, your tone of voice, all of those things. If you pay attention to those things when you're using your words with your kids, then that's what helps them feel like real people. That's what infuses identity into them. And it also, well, you know, today we have seven kids and they're all, you know, from 31 to 14. When we get together, it's fun. 
and it's a it's an enjoyable thing. We have the the brothers and sisters are investing in one another, figuring out things about their lives. You know, a lot of questions come up about you know what's God doing in your life, and and you know what their interests are and things like that. Guess what? We built that 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. We built that when they were five, six, seven, 12, 14, when we had those conversations, because someone taught us that, that, hey, be careful, your words are powerful. And, you know, I first learned it for me as a dad, I learned it first, just watching my the power of my words. And when I corrected my daughters, how it melted them on their countenance. Yes. And I just started and and I was like, I've got to fix this because unknowingly at first and then knowingly and still doing it mm-hmm. i was i was hurting my relationship with them as well as i just saw their countenance they they felt like they could never please me they felt like it would you know and like for example you know i was their coach and and in basketball and baseball and you know and so or whatever it was and and I made sure when we got in that car after the games that we were going to talk about how we could improve what we could do better thought, man, I'm a great coach, great dad. But in reality, it's like I needed to pick a different strategy for that, different time, that after the game was the worst time to talk to them about right, it. Right, because, because they're feeling vulnerable there, and they need to be built up and encouraged. Like they are feeling insecure about how they played. And so to have all the things that they were told that they did wrong brought up to them at that time is wounding. Yeah, and realize that you know your kids are pretty hard on themselves. They may not act like it but they are because they're comparing themselves and and mm. and, just and they the, want to please you and, and that's so. another thing we tell parents a lot in this philosophy if you will the world is always telling your kids how they don't measure up it's telling them they're not good enough it's telling them they're not smart enough it's telling them they're not um you know pretty enough fast, fast enough, enough whatever it is yeah and so when we add to that language throughout the day along the way we are, we don't realize it as parents, but we are, we're building a negative self-esteem for them. We're building a negative identity. I am not enough. And so I think that as parents, I think like, I know that I, I underestimate some of the things that I said to them when they were little. I actually went back and asked the girls, okay, so what is something that I said to you when you were little, just to give you guys an example of something that you might be saying to your kids that you don't, we don't even realize is powerful and it's building into them. And Macy said um, that she remembers when she would wake up in the morning that I would say, and her hair was a mess. She had the softest, finest hair ever. I mean, it was just this brown, beautiful, and it was just a tangled mess and I would say well look at that look at that little rat's nest you know and I I was I mean I was that was like I don't know that it was a compliment necessarily but it wasn't something like oh my gosh your hair looks horrific but it's like look you woke up with a little rat's nest well that hurt her little feelings and I didn't even know it or another time Mackenzie was telling me that she that she would say mom I love you and I would go "Mm mm-hmm and it was she said that all the time because she was a very loving she said I love you all the time yeah Yeah. but it wasn't so much that I didn't love her back but it was that I was caught up in the things that that I was doing in my day and so parents I mean listen to that our kids are little sponges and they are absorbing every interaction that we have with them positive negative whatever it is and so my little girl sends out a little connection line mom I love you and I'm too busy 
whatever, doing whatever task it is, laundry, dishes, whatever that is, to pay attention to her enough to say, hey, babe, I love you too. Or I think you're the best or anything else to connect back with her. Other and than uh-huh. Other than uh-huh. <laughs> and, her, and her interpretation of that was that she was not important enough for me to connect with. Yeah. And so and so it's, it's the power of our words said and unsaid. Yeah. It's the power of sticks and stones do hurt, but words do hurt yeah, well, I mean, and, and as, as we start to land the plane here on the podcast um let's flip it a little bit because at this point you may be as parents going oh my goodness i am i'm a terrible parent i'm <laughs> always messing up with my words or whatever and and i want to just give you a couple of thoughts with that as we start to move towards um one of them is is that's not true you're not a terrible parent and uh, our kids are resilient and they you know they we're just trying to bring awareness of, of, of things here. And as we and as we get to the end of the podcast, let's talk about what we can do to pay attention to just some some practical things that we can do to flip it to where we're more. Remember what we said is let's let's be aware of it and then let's do it. Let's have our words change along the way as we do as we um, are talking to them. Because, you know, our, and it's easy, here's the deal, we can change it so quickly because powerful words are, can be said immediately and they can have an immediate impact. So, you know, what are some... And so do, so use them. I mean, so... Like we just challenge you today to say something encouraging and positive of your children and watch that interaction, watch their, watch their countenance change and then get addicted to the change, that positive change. And then you're going to like, I don't even have to challenge you to say something negative or corrective to your child that's going to tear them down because we do that automatically as parents. And it's, it's kind of, it's our role. It's our job. We're supposed to, we need to redirect our kids, but I encourage you to watch their countenance then too. Watch that and just study your children to be a student of your children in what you say to them. Because what we really want you to do is just know that your words are powerful. And so just start paying attention to them. Yeah, just and some ways to do that. Just see them as real people. Um, so often we see parents that talk to their kids totally differently than they do their friends. And just, uh, you know, have times that you just see them as real people and Talk to them like that. Hey, uh, because even your three, you know, it's so funny. We, um, our, my, our, we have grandkids now, of course, we've told you about this, but our daughters do such a great job of just talking to their one-year-olds like they're real people. And I, I, I hope they learned it from us, but I mean, it's like, it's so cool to see that next generation and, and that we've, our kids, and they just talk to them. So you can even do that with, I mean, you know, Madeline's like, uh, you know, hey, Truett, we're going to the store and, you know, and here's what we're going to do. And they just just kind of keeps them informed in their little one-year-old What was she doing the other lives. day when we were in the car with her? She was describing precipitation. Precipitation <laughs> is that wetness on the windows. Do you see those little droplets on the window? He's one. And we're just down and are just laughing at yeah. her. <laughs> but, you know, it's just being with them as real people. Uh, you know, Suzanne said this is to honor them with kindness and respect as real people. And as you talk to them, is your speech characterized with kindness? Are you honoring them with your speech or are you 
you know, degrading them? Are you talking down to them? I remember when this point hit home with me and my parenting and we had gone to that, we had gone to the store and I had, you know, been rude to the kids in the car on the way there. We talked to the store lady who's checking us out. I'm nice, kind, polite to this lady I've never seen before and have never seen again. And then I get back in the car and I'm rude to my kids again. And it was like the whole conviction just came on me. You are nicer to that stranger than you are to the people that, that are in this car with you right now into the little people that God has given you to disciple and take care of. And it was at that point that I was like, oh, I need to treat my children like I treat my neighbor, like yeah. I treat my, I mean. And so, and we're with our kids in the car or at dinner time, at bedtime. Bedtime's a great time to encourage your kids. And so as I'm trying to, you know, bring this home for you parents, it seems like we could do, there's really three things that come at it. One of them is, is to less correction and being careful with our correction. The, the second thing is, is just to be with them, you know, at dinner time, just have fun, just to be, have more times of just being with them and, and being uh, uh, friends with them, if you will. And, and being the, present. Don't say, uh-huh. And the, yeah, and, and the third thing is just to then to take it to the next level and to be encouraging, to, to do things that say, that speak life into them. You know, and what are those things? It's like at bedtime, you know what? Uh, you know, you are so beautiful. You are a mighty man of God. You are a mighty prince. You are a princess. You're so strong. Yeah. You're so brave. You know, you're so, you're so intelligent. God has given you such a beautiful mind. I mean, just, just all of those things just to bring out in them so that when they are running that track, because remember we said earlier that be careful what you say to them because they're going to believe it. And so when you're saying the positive things, don't be careful, unleash it, say all the positive things, because those are the things that they're going to fall asleep to that night. And they're going to wake up to the next morning. My daddy thinks I'm beautiful. My mommy thinks I'm so smart. One of the things I love to say to our kids is, is uh, I'm so glad God put you in our family. Mm-hmm. You are just, man, you bring so much to our family. I, I don't know what we'd do without you. Mm-hmm. You know, just things like that. Find your pet phrase right. that you're going to say, you know, I tell my boys, you are guys, or I stole it from somebody, I'm sure. You're a mighty man of God. Our pastor. Yeah, yeah, you're a <laughs> mighty man of God act like it you know you you are um uh, and and I, or i'm I, so proud of you because you're a mighty man of god or yeah. i saw how you were a mighty man of god in that today on that football field today and it was very impressive yeah you can do this you know as another one that hey you know you're having a little trouble in school but hey man you got this you're you're uh, you're a smart you're you're funny you're you're you got all the tools go get it you know i believe in you that's another one i believe in you just you know the, the you see, you see what we're saying as we as we wrap up today. I've been saying we're wrapping up for about ten minutes. Here. I know you said it four <laughs> times, but that's okay. We're gonna uh, wrap it this exactly, time. <laughs> exactly is uh, what we're gonna be, we're gonna end where we started. That we want you to very pay very much attention to what you're saying to your kids along the way throughout the day. Yeah. And, and because your words are powerful. And understand that. Understand the power of your words. And yes. When you do that, then you're going to choose what you say out loud more carefully. Yep. And it's going to make a huge impact. Probably, you know, this is uh, one we talk about it all the time. It's one of the biggest impacts we've had in our parenting is changing mm-hmm. the way we speak 
to our kids. Your words are powerful, and we we know that this is going to be. In the next few weeks, we're going to give you a little bit more practical ways to to do this. So get ready for that. Come, go listen to uh, listen to the podcast to come. Yeah. Uh, over the next few weeks, uh, because yeah, we super we, exciting about those. We're going to talk about encouragement. We're going to talk about blessing, gratefulness. Ah, uh, just all the all the positive things. This yes. one was the negative one. Whew, we got the negative one out of the way. Let's talk about the positive yeah. now. We believe in you as to to be powerful parents that can change the hearts of your kids so and then i do just want to send you to a free resource we have on our website um crazycoolfamily.com things to say to your positive things encouraging things to say to your kids and so go check that out if you're struggling with something to say to your kids because that's there as well to to help you and so for the fifth time (laughs) i'm gonna end this podcast so um hey go be crazy parents and be crazy in your talking to your kids give them powerful words of inspiration and hope go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com